All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. What is good? T-minus one more sleep until game five. Can the Maple Leafs put away the Tampa Bay Lightning presented by Batano and Skip? It's the Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga. And Jay Rosa with you. How you feeling, Rosie? How are you, buddy? We're good, man. We're good. Wondering what that team's up to, seeing if they're uh, prepping for some better starts here tomorrow, but excited. It feels funny having a day off in between, a double day off. So, yeah, just looking hey, forward to tomorrow, to be honest. Got to ask you, speaking of prepping, anyway, the folks at Nation Network can send yours truly and Jay Rosehill to Stockholm, Sweden next fall. I don't know if you saw that this morning. It was announced the Leafs will play two regular season games NHL Global Series in Stockholm at Avicii Arena. My favorite DJ of all time, dude. We got to be there. No shit. Let's start working the uh, working the emails now, getting ourselves some plane tickets. That'd be unbelievable. I've always wanted to go to Stockholm, never been. So here's our reason. I just heard about that from you just now. So, Well, I saw it on Frank Saravalli's Twitter earlier on, but uh, I've been to Sweden a couple times. What an absolute time, man. And in the summer, uh, the sun just pretty much does not go down. It goes down for like three hours. So it's going to be the first time the Leafs will play regular season games outside North America ever. I believe they're the 26th team to take part in this type of series. And uh, of note, it's, it's both road games. So November 17th at Detroit, November 19th at Minnesota. So it's the Leafs, Senators, Wings, and Wild all headed to Stockholm in November. But it's two road games. So no home home slates off that schedule. So the, the suits are happy in Toronto. 
Yeah, the Leafs aren't going to give up any home games for anything. So if that was going to happen with that organization, it would have to be road games and you do that revenue sharing with some other outfit. But uh, City of Toronto, I don't think, plays that kind of stuff. But pretty pretty exciting think. anyway. I think that'll be fun for the players. Um, hopefully it doesn't throw them off too much, you know, uh, jet lag wise and everything else. But nonetheless, uh, an experience for uh, a guy playing in that league that uh, get to go overseas and play in Stockholm. Not a bad place to go, that's for sure. We're hoping they're still a bit hungover from potential Stanley Cup parade if you catch my drift. At any rate, uh, remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube if you're watching right now and are not subscribed at the Leafs Nation 401 where you can subscribe to all our videos, our shorts, our interviews to all be available on the page you're watching right now at the Leafs Nation 401. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take. You'll check us out and find us very, very quickly. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. The chat's been on fire since an hour leading up to this show. So we welcome any insight, any thoughts you have leading up to Game 5 tomorrow night at Scotiabank Arena. Bring it our way, and we'll talk about it in about uh, 15 minutes or so here on the show. Coming up in about 10, though, Rosie, former Maple Leaf TSN hockey analyst Frankie Corrado to break down and preview Game 5. The Leafs uh, get their first and hopefully the only opportunity they need to finally punch their ticket to round two here bud yeah be good to talk to him he's watching a lot of hockey uh this year in particular so uh he's got his nose close to it and yeah i mean elimination game coming up it's uh something we've kind of always been biting our nails about almost it seems like mm -hmm. and now uh i don't know more optimism than i think there has been in the past and rightfully so in a way but again i want to go back to tomorrow like we have to play better this this isn't gonna happen and you know talking to guys who have won cups and whatnot they're like guys don't understand that it how difficult it is it doesn't just happen you know yay we're up three one yay next game we can win it oh we won it it's it's like a it's a battle you have to do something special and they haven't played special the last two games you got to go back to that game two and figure out how you played like that and you can win this goddamn series tomorrow and get yourself a little break and get yourself a little breather but uh you know it's not going to be easy i'm not going to be surprised if uh, tampa puts up a hell of a fight with the experience they have in that room so the pride of woodbridge uh frankie corrado is coming up in about five or six minutes from now but for now let's get over the boards All right, Rosie, I said yesterday we'd leave this question for today to create content on this page, on this channel, and on this show. So a two-pronged question to start things off for you. Should they put Michael Bunting back in the lineup for Game 5? And if your answer is yes, who should they take out, Rosie? Uh, I, would, I would just prefer they didn't. I mean, I, I think they're going to. I really think they're going to. Um, I just feel like he's not uh I just think he's kind of lost his 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 jam a little bit he's not sure what to do and I don't know if that's experience or personality or what I've heard nothing but good things about Michael Bunting as a person and as a teammate so you can take that off the board um I just think they're loyal to him I think he's going to get back in but I I would just prefer you leave it as it is I feel like he's you know, you don't want to be trying too hard. He's trying to play the Marchand role, and he does, it's not suited for him and his personality. Um, I just wish he'd just close his mouth, move his legs, be a truck out there, 
be a little bit more like Corey Perry of doing that little stuff that you just teeters the line just enough not to get a penalty and then just enough to piss off the other team so they start taking penalties and then just focus on your game and go about your business. We know he can get it done, you know, on the score sheet and whatnot, although that's kind of been lacking lately too. So it's just, I feel good with the lineup right now. I, I wouldn't bring them in personally, but I think they're going to and who comes out I think it might be like a Zach Aston Reese or something like that, but uh, time will tell. I, if I've learned one thing this year, it's not to you know assume you know what they're going to do because their lineup, back and forth and decision making has been nothing short of uh, interesting. For once, I agree with you, man. Like, why why would you t tinker with anything right now? And I know it's the way you win the games, and you could always benefit from using a you know better player in your lineup. But they're perfect. They went three and zero. Oh, since bunting's been suspended, it doesn't make sense in my world to tinker with anything. I think in in most worlds, in any world, in any year, the teams, when they're hot and they continue to win games, they stick with that lineup. But having said that, I do tend to agree with you. Ultimately, it, it's three names that come up. Alex Kerfoot, I'm just, I'm not sure how you make that decision after he scores the biggest goal of his life last game. So He's in my world, it's it's Aston Reese or it's Lafferty, man. Like those are the two names that come out of the page for me because I don't know if you saw this. Sheldon Keefe went out of his way yesterday, say Matthew Nyes wouldn't be that guy. Guy, and we're we're not shocked though. Oh fuck! It would be I'd light something on fire if they took out <laughs> Matthew Nyes. Like it would yeah. be it would be insane. He's been. Uh, He's been a huge addition to the lineup. He's been good. We've talked about it. But uh, yeah, I think it's definitely Lafferty or Aston Reese. And and you know what? Put him in. But I, I would like to know where his head's at, what he thinks about mm -hmm. that play. Um, again, being a good guy and a good teammate. And I've heard nothing but good things about him personally. So I'm sure you can sit him down and be like, look, man, you're an addition to this team. You're, you're a well-wanted man on the roster and you can help us. But you know, you got to understand what's helping and what's hurting. We need you to do this. Can you do this? We know you can. Like, you're probably not going to play with Matthews and Marner tomorrow night and, you know, be the big name and the big guy. Like, can you play that bottom six role? Can you move your feet? Can you hit everything that moves? Can you stand in front of their goalie and let them take shots at you and kind of defend yourself properly with your hands down, not do something stupid, not put the team down, not take a bad penalty when, you know, with a few minutes left in a period or give them a fresh sheet of ice in the beginning of a period and have that big goal scored on you because you had one little lapse of judgment. Like, we can't afford that. And he's kind of known for doing that. He, he has trouble keeping his composure. I mean, I'm not sure who's refing, but the refs don't like him. He's screamed, M, mother this, mother that, at every ref in the world, diving and doing big circles on the ice. And it make, refs hate that. It makes them look bad. You're, you're just sitting there going, you're trying to make me look stupid by making it look like you had something happen to you that's not real and you embellished it and you're trying to make me look dumb. Refs hate that and they don't like him and then when they do give him a penalty he mother f's him all the way to the penalty box like they don't like him so he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt it's kind of a risk putting him in but you know hopefully he's got enough wherewithal to you know keep that in check and be an asset and play that bottom six role and whoever he takes out um fills in and, and makes that spot better that's what you can hope and i i agree with you on aston reese or lafferty are probably coming out to me, it makes perfect sense to use bunting as your trump card if you lose game five to say, hey, here's our mulligan guy. Here's our guy. I've been waiting to put in the lineup. And, and that's sort of your positive news story to spin if you lose game five. I, I just don't think it makes sense right now, considering you won all three games without bunting. I get he's a good player. I get he's a pending UFA. I get we think he's a change guy, but he's coming off a suspension. It just does not make sense uh, to me, Rosie. But I think that's likely to happen. I think we see one of those two come out. 
I think so too. And again, what are the repercussions of keeping him out? You, you know, you, you yeah. scratch him essentially, and he's a UFA and whether they keep him or not, some people have opinions on that. Let him go, let someone else overpay for him or else let's, uh, let's keep him with us. He's been good. Whatever, whatever your school of thought is on that. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you, you do keep him out and then all of a sudden his stock is driven down a little bit in that contract time. You're like, well, you cost us in the playoffs and you weren't even available to play and you were getting scratched in the playoffs. Now all of a sudden your stock is down. So I imagine if he does come out, his agent's going to be up in arms trying to work the phones and who knows all that background noise and stuff like that. You want to really avoid in the playoffs, but, uh, it's an interesting little deal. He comes out for three, mm-hmm. they win all three of them, and now you got to make a decision, right? And I mean, it's not like they've been playing. If, if they've been playing like game two for the last two games and they have just wiped the floor with Tampa three games in a row by bringing their best stuff, I'd be like, you don't even touch that lineup. I don't care if it's... Yeah. I don't care if it's a top six guy that needs to come back. You don't dick with it and you wait till you, you know, you mess up or something happens where you have a reason to, to move it in. I don't think that's been the case. I think they need to come out better and play better hockey. And they're absolutely going to have to, if they want to win that pivotal game to win the series against this club. So I think he's coming in. I think he's coming in and yeah, yeah, I I think that's what's going to happen. One of those two guys is coming out and you know, all we can do is see how he handles it. I would love to see him play like I described. You know, bottom six, move your feet, hit everything that moves, get in guys' faces with your hands down, go to the net, set up plays, be defensively responsible, just work your absolute nuts off and get off the ice. And he can play that role if he can just if he can just embrace it. Speaking of which, uh, make sure to check out dailyfaceoff.com right now. Our buddy Matt Larkin, who joined the show last week on Friday, has a uh, really good opinion piece up on why he doesn't think Michael Bunting should play in Game 5 either. So make sure to check that out. You see it on your screen right now. Brought to you by our new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip using the promo code TLN15. That's TLN15 in the Skip the Dishes app. You get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Please note that this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up game time eats across the GTA and Ontario in the likes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo among other great places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. Did somebody say skip? Skip. Love that. I, I love how you have to whisper it every time, Rosie. You were unbeaten on this show. As we bring in today's guest, former Maple Leaf, TSN hockey analyst, it is Frankie Corrado. Frankie, first and foremost, thanks for doing this today. Uh, number two, you had many conversations with coaches in your day. What's that bunting key combo look like today? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, I don't know. I was a guy that was out of the lineup all the time. And like, Rose, you probably experienced this too, where team gets on a little bit of a run playing well in the regular season and coach comes in like, I don't want to mess with things right now. We're just going to keep it the way it is. I, and there's a certain understanding you have as a player. Um, and so if you do that in the regular season where games don't necessarily mean as much and you just won three games in a row in the playoffs, Like, don't you think you stick with that philosophy here? It's different if it's Marner or Nylander or Matthews coming back into the lineup, but like Michael Bunting's a good player, 23 goals, almost 50 points, but you're actually like not quite sure what you're getting from him right now on a a night-to-night basis. So like, if, if that's a conversation I'm the coach and I'm having, I'm saying, listen, everyone's sacrificing this time of year. I got guys blocking shots left, right, and center, putting everything on the line. Like right now, your sacrifice is probably you're going to stay out of the lineup one more game. Like we, we just, we owe it to this group that's been really busting their ass here and finding ways to win games to give them one more look at it. 
and you need to be a good teammate about it and be okay with it and be a positive, you know, positive influence around the group. And I would imagine, like, if you, if you kind of see into the future here, you're on this team, you look around, you're like, this team actually has a really good chance at winning. Like, I, I'm not going to be a guy who's putting my ego in front of that. So um, as much as we're talking about it and Michael Bunting's a good player, like, I happen to know Michael Bunting very well. Like, we trained together for two or three summers here in Toronto. Um, with all that being said, like, you just, you don't want to mess with a good thing. And it doesn't mean he doesn't come back in at some point. But for game five, you kind of just owe it to these guys to be like, here you go. Go, go win another game as a group. Yeah, I'd have to uh, agree with you. I like that school of thought, whether they do that or not, Frankie, I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, 100%, you hit the nail on the head when, you know, when things are going well for a team and you're out, usually you just got to kind of bite your lip and, and wait for the tide to turn and, and step in when you need to. Um, my position's different than Michael Bunting's is, obviously. Like you say, he's a, he's kind of a polarizing player on this roster and and some people love him, some people aren't so sure about him, but like you said, and you can touch on it more than me, but nothing that I've heard from him would suggest he's anything but a good team guy and a solid a solid guy in that locker room. So I imagine if Keith did go that direction and spell it out <clears throat> to him like that, like, hey, this is bigger than you, we need to go this direction, sit one more out, you know, be a good team guy, rah, rah, and, he, and you, you understand that and accept it completely, then that could work out in, in the Leafs' favor. And I hope it goes that way personally. I just have this feeling they're going to shove them back in there just because they can. Isn't it amazing how good communication can solve so many problems in a dressing room? Like how many times throughout your career were you sitting there and you're like, kind of in the dark on this, I'm guessing, I, I don't know what this guy's thinking. And if a coach just has a one-to-one, -one, like man-to-man -man conversation with you, it doesn't even need to be one of those things where he brings you into the office. You know how you do the Daytona 500 before practice and you're out there just doing laps? Like, coach kind of skates up to you a little bit, taps you on the shin pads. Hey, here's what we're thinking. Here's where we're at. How you doing with this? Like, that kind of stuff goes a long way. So, um, and, and the other thing is if, if you thrust them into the lineup and you take out a guy like Aston Reese or Lafferty, it's not a big deal. But I will say, like, is Michael Bunting an effective fourth liner? Like, for me, he kind of needs to play higher in the lineup to do what he does best. And um, so that, that's why I kind of think, like, you just give it one more game, see if this group can get it done the, the way they are. Um, and then you, you start making some decisions, like, how does Matthew Nice play? Like, it kind of just kicks the can down the road there. Okay, you can see how Matthew Nice plays again here on home ice. Can he keep that going? Or does he kind of fall into that you know, young player, deer in the headlight routine, but he hasn't yet. So um, it's just, it, I think it's just one of those things where you try and buy a little bit more time before you bring him back in. I want to get you guys to speak of this. And Rosie, we can start with you. How is Michael Bunting received in the room after coming back from that three-game suspension? Just knowing the moment, knowing where this team was in game one. Well, it's not like he's been sent home and they haven't seen him and he walks in the door and ever he's been around. He's been skating with the guys. He's training. He's in the room. He's, you know, he's seen. Um, and I just think it's, it's just old hat for those guys. These guys have been in and out of the lineup. You got guys that are injured, guys that are scratched, guys that are this and that. And you've ran 11 and seven and some guys are in, some guys are out. So you're used to seeing guys that are in and out of the lineup, you know, kicking around and whether he's putting his gear on that night or not, I don't think is a huge deal, but, um, you know, these guys know who he is and, and what he's like as a person and whether he did something that, you know, affected the team or didn't 
work out in his favor there in uh, in that game one, it's kind of irrelevant. I think that they everyone's focused on themselves, team first, and if he puts his gear on and he's in the lineup or not, I don't think it makes a big difference to that group. Everyone's kind of focused on what they're doing and, and what their role is. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when a player comes back into the lineup, like there's always a little bit of hype around the guy, like how much money you putting up on the board, how much <laughs> you want this win, stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I think there would be a lot of positivity around the room, especially before the game with him when he does come back into the lineup. But like with that being said, like I think Rosie kind of touched on it there, like you need to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And like even look at last game. Leafs get some pretty favorable calls. Like, they're going to the power play in the third period. They're going to the power play in overtime. you got to kind of figure, if that's Michael Bunting in that situation, you might not get the benefit of the doubt. It's just a different complexion with the way things have gone for him right now. Um, And that's a big thing. Like, when you have a power play like the Leafs do, um, you need that to be an advantage for you. And, And the last couple games, it really has been. Yeah, speaking of that, I wanted to ask you, Frank, you're watching a lot of hockey this postseason. And uh, I mean, talking to people out on the street and, you know, in real life, there's just so much misunderstanding about what's going on with the refereeing. What is your thoughts on the refereeing? It's always kind of a topic of conversation, especially in the playoffs, but it seems more this year than ever, possibly. There's people aren't sure what to expect and it's not very consistent. Are you noticing that? Yeah, yeah. Inconsistency is the big word for me. Like, Early on, I can't remember which game it was, might have been game one or two with the Leafs. Like, it's not, there's there's some ticky-tack calls and there's some other games where you're like, that's just not a great call. And then I'm sitting with Dave Poulin because we're doing some sports center hits and we're watching a Florida-Boston game and we kind of both looked at each other and said, this is a well-officiated game. Like, there's, there's nothing that sticks out. They're playing five on five. There's some good battle. There's some good compete. And that was one of our takeaways from the game. Uh, but then, like, you know, there's another night where you're like, that's a bad call on Los Angeles where the guy goes to hit, I think, was it Kevin Fiala? I can't remember. Goes to hit Leon Dreisaitl and they call a tripping. I'm like, that's a bad call. Like, there's There's been a few that have been um, marginal at best. So I understand things move fast. I understand it's a hard job for the referees and we live in a certain... Um, you know, we live in a world where we can slow things down and get a million different camera angles. You could probably echo this as well you just want to know what the standard is on a game-to-game basis like if you're going to call a cross check in the first period that's um a a softer one then then you kind of know okay i can't do that and that's going to be called every every time in this game i i I think players right now are struggling with where that line is um and and even as far as the suspensions go i have no feel for what what a suspension is and what isn't and how many games it's going to be like i thought that ryan hartman hit was the greasiest one of the greasiest hits yeah I can remember seeing in in recent memory. Like, it's not even close. And he gets one game, and Bunting gets three games. And I didn't want to say it at the time because I didn't know if it was controversial. But I I know now for sure, like, just just in my head, that is 100% George Peros sending a message to Bunting saying, like, I know you're a rat. I was a fighter when I played, and I hated rats. So I'm going to give you a little extra tax on this one. I like it, man, because... It's it's just fascinating too because like Ryan Hartman doesn't have this picture perfect you know sort of background either and they sort of left him off the hook even looking at the Caleb McCarr suspension I thought it could have easily been two games but certainly we look forward to Michael Bunting's return here now uh, you had a unique relationship with a former Maple Leafs head coach I'm not going to mention his name on the show because fuck him but how often did he utilize the slogan start on time and speaking of which starting on time has been a big time issue for the Maple Leafs in this series hasn't it. 
It's so funny you say that. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of coaches. They just have like a little script that they they say before games. I don't know if you've experienced this with coaches, Rosie, where they come in um, not for like the five thirty meeting, but it's the one after warm up, and they just have like three or four buzzwords or buzz terms that they say every game. Doesn't matter who you're playing; it's the same thing. So his was like, start on time, um, get some. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E L P. Oh no! What a time for Frankie to freeze. We got to get him back here. <laughs> Shit, he's ripping back. I'm guessing or what? <laughs> nah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I do not know yeah, what you're talking right. about. <laughs> no, he's right though. I mean, some guys. That's what yeah. makes coaches good, and I see that in in certain coaches when they they don't just reiterate the same shit. What they say is thought out, and it's indicative of what's happening that day. You know, is he back? Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, finish your stuff there, Frankie. Fuck, I hate technology. Oh, no, maybe, he's, <laughs> maybe he's not back. Frankie, if you can hear us right now, refresh your screen and I think we'll have you. But yeah, I want to get his, his finishing thoughts there because I thought he was on something good there. And obviously the buzz phrases, you know, coaches want to say what they want to say heading into a pivotal game. At the end of the day, Rosie, it's all about the players on that ice now, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it, that's what's hard about hockey and hard about team sports is it's it's not just one person who can get your head right and collectively be feeling it that day. You got to get like 20 members all kind of pulling the wagon in the same direction and it's it's difficult to do sometimes and they need to figure it out now to start this game big. I mean, you want to send a message to, you know, the rest of the East and, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning and, and the, the naysayers of this Toronto Maple Leafs team, you come out and you put together a, a hard beginning and you start the game properly, you get a lead, you play good, solid hockey, a, a, like real defensive offense, smart, hard-nosed playoff hockey, and you win this game five, I think you're sending a message to the whole East that, holy shit, these guys are actually for real this year. But you piss around like you have in the last two years, you're not going to get, you know, maybe those favorable calls, maybe those favorable bounces and tips, and maybe if Fazlowski stands on his head, like, you have to play your best shit tomorrow night. 
Hey, Frankie, what kind of internet are we working with in Woodbridge, Ontario these days? Buddy? We got a uh, shout out, Bell 5, solid internet. Okay. I love it. Usually, usually very good. <laughs> um, Keep going on here, I thought. I, I don't know, like, if you guys, if you caught that Edmonton game last night, they came out like a house on fire. It was so impressive. And that's got to be the Leafs. Like, that's got to be the Leafs tomorrow because you got to play with a lead at home. And, like, Tampa Bay, these guys are human. Like, they've been through a lot. They've played a lot of hockey. If you, if you can bury them early, you can't win a game in the first 10 minutes on a lot of nights, but I feel like this is one of those nights where you can do it. Like if you're, if you're leaving that first period and you're up a couple goals, that's huge because that's just like, not only does Tampa have to win three games coming out of that, but they got to make a comeback in game five. It's like, that's where you can really put the nail in the coffin for it. Like take a page out of Edmonton's book. Before, before I, 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 I left there, I'm just talking about the script that every every coach kind of says before a game. So for that coach, it was like, start on time. The other one was uh, get some skin, which was was run a little interference on guys all over the ice. Like that was his thing. And then every goalie's a rebound machine. Didn't matter. Carey Price, rebound machine. He's a rebound machine. Get on him. Loses all meaning at this point in the season, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Rosie was speculating on who I was talking about. I don't know. I don't know this Babcock guy you're talking about. Uh, so we're going to yeah. keep it at that. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. We we got a whole off-season podcast designated to former coaches. We'll do something with you for sure, buddy. Thanks so much for this. Awesome. Keep up the great work, okay? Thank you. I'll upgrade my internet for you guys, too. <laughs> Thanks, Man, Frank. Great news, great news. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie Corrado, uh, formerly of TSN hockey analyst, and uh, not bewildered at all by the sentiments of Frankie regarding that former Maple Leafs head coach who was the previous coach before Sheldon Keefe. Yuck. Yuck. Nothing <laughs> good about this guy. Someone was asking me where he was the other uh, the other day, and I was, I've heard bad things. He's like, University of Saskatchewan. Dude, and he I know, was like, there. He's gone. Yeah, well, he was there doing nothing, being the biggest prick in the coaching. world, literally just yeah. signed my name up for this so that I can get back in the hockey world, give mm -hmm. back to hockey and get my name, you know, polished up a little bit. And he was the biggest prick in the world there, too, like insider info. So see you later, Ooh. dickhead. The world of hockey doesn't need guys like you ever again. Need more John Dude, I, in the world. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do. And I just remember the time when uh, you saw that uh, he was leaving uh, the university there and they're like, yeah, it's pretty much because he's been shunned from the NHL. Once he realized I'm not getting another job, he was fucking out of there. See you later. So many thanks to Frank Corrado for dropping by. Uh, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Jay Rosehill, you were up once again after that victory yesterday. We had five goals in the first period. You had just the over one and a half in the first frame yesterday between Edmonton and Los Angeles. Oh, who, me? Yeah, oh, I'm back again. <laughs> this this play just doesn't, I just don't, it never ceases to amaze me. Minus 139, I've had it at minus 130, minus 20 sometimes. I mean, in these big games with the big cats firing and there's been fireworks and scoring is up as high as it's ever been over one and a half, like to bet like decent value that there's going to be more than one goal scored in the first period and hammer that thing and that's what i've been doing and i'm just kind of in shock at the wins i've been getting and uh the lines just keep coming up with every single game i guess he can't go two there'd be so many pushes um it's just it's just a funny line i think you can kind of find a little glitch in the matrix there so hop on board with me let's ride this play until vegas wakes up but uh don't go too heavy with the mortgages and whatnot because we don't want them to notice we just got to sprinkle a little on this baby 
Love the confidence. I've been feeling very confident about the under one and a half between the Islanders and Carolina or Islanders and Carolina first periods. And dude, it's hitting five straight games. Sweated it out a bit yesterday. They called the goal back due to an offside. I was feeling great about life. So five for five there. Love the call here. And I do think the Boston Bruins put away the Florida Panthers here in the first round. Uh, unsurprisingly, a lot of uh, conversation, Rosie, in the chat today about Michael Bunting. Uh, Colin writes in, Zach Aston Reese should stay in. If anyone comes out, it's Lafferty. Um, a lot of people just saying Bunting's going to take a stupid penalty, so keep him out of the lineup. But I tend to agree with you. Like, we don't always agree. But in, in, in this token, I just don't know how you can make a lineup change with your team having won two crazy games in OT and you've won three in a row here. Like, and Frankie makes a good point. Like, say it's overtime. You know that one that was taken on Nylander where he's kind of going yeah. to that far side and gets kind of hooked up and goes down and pretty easy call. But if that's Bunting... You know, he has a tendency to, whoa, like, whether he does yeah. get tripped or not, are you going to make sure, hey, did you, because because he hasn't been given the benefit of the doubt before, so he's like, I'm going to make sure they, they notice that that was a trip, and I'm going to really embellish it, and that's just a, a recipe to be like, screw you, man, we are not falling for that shit, we're not going to make ourselves look dumb because of you, and affect the game, so they'll just, you know, that could very well happen, and then you don't get that power play, and Little things like that you got to take into account. And again, it would be a personal conversation to see where this guy's head's at. Can you play this role? Are you, are you understanding of what we need? Are you understanding of what to stay away from and what to hammer down on? You're going to be on a bottom six role. But you know what? Like I said, there's I expect the unexpected. Somehow you could see this thing shuffled up so much and he could be in the top six again and really shuffle things up. I would not be surprised at all. Um, they have their allegiances to some players and uh, I kind of feel like he's one of them. And I, I'm just going to wait and see and not make any hard predictions because I think that anything could happen and I'm erring towards the side of him being in and in a good position and them not going the direction of keeping him in the press box. Well, Jason writes in, put bunts in. I think there's going to be a lot of people on both sides of the conversation. And again, this is taking nothing away from the player, Michael Bunting. He's a really good player. Back to back to back 23 yep. goal seasons. He's played uh, you know, big time role in the top six. Again, Matthews is going after the big game yesterday. I mean, there's so many reasons to make this decision. But in this scenario, I think you just chill. You, you, you chill back, and I think you wait to use that trump card, as I mentioned earlier on. But I guess we'll find out more uh, practice today and also leading up to the game day skate tomorrow, leading up to game five. A lot of conversation, unsurprisingly, as well, about Mike Babcock. He's still getting paid by the Leafs, by the way. I think this is last oh, year yeah. getting paid. The guy's just living. Like, his bed just got to be filled with money under the mattress, no? Yeah, I remember when they got him. They just, they, I mean, it made sense. <laughs> Dude, it was... They wanted to make the big move. They wanted to sign the big guy. He was the hottest coach. He was considered the best coach in the NHL, and you need to pay him. Yeah. And it was a long-term deal for lots of dough, and he came in and, wore out his welcome i mean i think the timing <laughs> was wrong in that you, you you've got these gen z's or millennials or whatever they are they don't respond to that yeah. old school i'm going to be such a prick to this guy that he's gonna shove it up my rear and uh show me what he thinks about that guy young kids they don't do that they need to be talked to and communicated with and blah 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 mm -hmm. or, or it just doesn't work out and there's no better example than that prick coming in and wearing out his welcome Imagine he ended up in Buffalo, right? We do forget that conversation that it was between B Buffalo and Toronto. At the end of the day, the Leafs swooped in at the end and got him. I could only imagine what a 24-7 series would look like. Mike Babcock in Buffalo. He'd either go crazy from the weather or go crazy from the shit team on the, on, on the ice. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought Torts was going to have no 
job ever again after Vancouver in the NHL. I was like, those dinosaurs yeah. are done, and he just he's gotten multiple since then. So you never know. But I mean, if if Babcock does, I don't know. He'd have to cool his image a little bit, and people like us ripping on twenty four seven because people don't forget. Uh, I don't think yeah. it's going to help his chances, but his little experiment of going to University of Sask to Didn't give work. back to the community was complete bullshit. And I think that uh, this day and age, you can't get away with that. There's too many rumors, too much media, too many people that know each other that that are going to uh, source that out in a hurry and expose it for what it is. And I just think he's too much of a prick to be in the... It's it's His, his days are done. He was an asshole that too many people yeah. got away with it, and now he's uh, he's toast. But why are we even talking about that, Duster? Let's uh, Let's focus on game five here. For the record, I try to get him on the show, and uh, shocker, just no response, just ghost, just uh, Oh, my crickets. God, I can't believe you even took the shot at that. <laughs> Why going, not, hey, man? Roast me, guys. Shoot your fucking <laughs> shot. I wouldn't say we're, we wouldn't. We would just be very, I don't know, I wouldn't have him on and roast him, just ask him some questions, but it's not oh, going to happen, unfortunately, Rosie. himself in that position, would he? No. Nah. Too big of an ego, dude. He ain't doing fucking interviews. Anyways, I don't know why we would talk about him for like 15 minutes. I shouldn't have brought him up to begin with. That's Frankie's like nemesis. He hates the fucking guy, but me and Frankie are boys, oh, yeah. so uh, so be it. All right, so uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. On fire once again today, we are building momentum just like the Maple Leafs. Again, if you're not subscribed and you're watching right now, at the Leafs Nation 401, that's at the Leafs Nation 401, theleafsnation.com, where you can check us out as well. And also... Uh, Least morning take wherever you listen to your podcast. So, Rosie, we'll leave it at that. Many thanks to Frankie Corrado. And, uh, Rosie, looking forward to game five tomorrow, the closeout game potential here. Yeah, I'm worried we're not going to find out. Like, hardly anyone's going to skate today. I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of roster information based on the jerseys out there. It's going to be a mishmash. So, we might have to wait till tomorrow. But uh, I can't wait to see what they do with Buns. It's like General Hospital, one of my favorite soap operas of all time. Take care, everybody. See ya. Jesus Christ. <laughs>deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.